0: Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Nancy P. from West Newton, Massachusetts, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Wednesday, December 1st. Today we are reading from the big book and we are at page 102, the second paragraph, beginning with your job is now is to be at the place ending with God will keep you unharmed, reading just the single paragraph. Today's readers are Nancy T. Um, and Devorah S well, Roz G, Nancy T, and Devore S. Tenzin P is reading the 12 steps, Christina L is reading the 12 traditions, Sam S is the newcomer greeter, and Chris G is the host for the second hour. The reference numbers for Tuesday, the November 30th, is for 7 a.m. 18159, that's 18,159, and for 10 a.m. is uh, 18160, 18,160. Over It is Anonymous as a fellowship of individuals who, political movement, ideology or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive excuse <clears> me, <throat> food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. In a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice, practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Tenzin P to read the 12 steps.
1: Good
2: morning, everyone. Tenzin P checking in from New York City. And Here are the steps we took, which are suggested as a program of recovery. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, Made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five. Admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being. The exact nature of our wrongs. Six. We're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven. Humbly ask him to remove our shortcomings. Eight. To improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive eaters as to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you very much. Wishing everyone a blessed day.
0: Thank you, Tenzin P. I will now ask Christina L. to read the 12 traditions.
3: Good morning. Here's the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. This is Christina L. from Florida. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. 7. Every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. 8. Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. 9. OA as such ought never be organized And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personality. Thank you for letting me do service. Have a great day. Thanks,
0: Christina L. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overreaders only. Our abstinence requirement <coughs> excuse me, for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book on page 102, the second paragraph, beginning with, your job is now to be at the place, reading just a single paragraph. I will ask Nancy T. to begin reading.
4: Thank you, Nancy. Nancy T. here, Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Lewiston, Idaho. Your job now is to be at the place where you may be of maximum helpfulness to others, so never hesitate to go anywhere if you can be helpful. You should not hesitate to visit the most sordid spot on earth on such an errand. Keep on the firing line of life with these motives, and God will keep you unharmed. This, I love this, um, because my job is to be of maximum service to God and my fellows. And if I start my day asking how can I best serve thee, he's going to show me which how I can be of service to not only him but others. And by being of service to others, I am actually being of service to my higher power as well. So um, it's the the key here is that I want to be helpful. How can I be helpful? And that's such a 180-degree change from what i used to be when i would wake up and say what's in it for me you know i might not have said those words um quote unquote but that's what my actions determined it was all about me and what i could get for me so today i start my day how can i best serve thee and i like that it says it's kind of funny when you read it but you know you shouldn't hesitate to go to the most sorted spot on earth so to me maybe that's a bakery Maybe it's a, a candy manufacturing company. I don't know. But, you know, one of the things that's probably, I'm not going to say it's hard because it's not that I want to eat. I just don't like them. And that's potlucks. My church often has a potluck. And um, thankfully, my mom doesn't really like to go either because um, I take her to church. So we just really don't go to them. But one time my mom wanted to go. She really wanted to go. And I went, okay. So I packed my lunch and I just took my lunch with me. I didn't, you know, get involved in the prep and stuff. But, you know, it wasn't an issue. And it's because it was to be of service with my mom. I was taking my mom so she could enjoy the fellowship. I could enjoy the fellowship and it wasn't about the food. So wherever God takes me on this earth to be helpful to another human being, I don't have to worry about it because he's got my back Angie? today. Oh, thank you. I'll just close by saying he's got my back. He, If I surrender to him each and every morning, he's going to carry me through that day and give me exactly what I need. So thank you for allowing me to be of service, and I'll pass.
0: Thank you, Nancy T. Okay. Um, although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your share to every third day so that others may share their experience too. Um, so can I have um, who would like to share on that?
5: Passage.
6: G,
0: Karen K, Melissa C from KDG Boston. Chris M, Eileen, Lisa B, B Leslie M, Chris M. Okay, let me see. Who, let me see who I've got. I'm Karen sure K. I some people. I <clears throat> I have you, Karen. Pedro, Pedro B, P. Karen K, Melissa C, Eileen, Lisa B. Leslie M, Katie B, K- Katie B, or Katie G? Katie B, and Chris Katie M, G. one. Katie G, all right. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Okay, that's it for this time, but Reva, I have you up first as the next one, and the next one. Okay, Pedro, go ahead.
7: Uh, can I be heard? You can. Yeah. yeah good morning, everybody. Thank you for, for your service, Nancy, and everybody else. I'm really grateful to, uh, to be here. Uh, to be present, to be abstinent. Um, you know, this, uh, the one thing that uh, jumped out at me today was the word uh, motive. What is my motive to do anything, to be anywhere? And and the other thing is the, uh, the freedom. You know, and the, and the promises is this, we're going to know a new freedom and a new happiness. And uh, to be recovered is to be free, in my in my book. Um, so, uh, um, uh, I'm really grateful that, uh, that I feel free today, you know, I feel free and, and that my motives, when I am useful and helpful to the people about me, that's when I'm the happiest, that's when I have the energy, that's when I'm, 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 you know, I'm, I'm glad to be alive, because if I'm sitting around doing nothing, you know, helping nobody and and being useful to nobody um i probably uh, uh not really happy not really happy anyways uh you know it's i, I love that line in the big book where it says uh, we're sure god wants us to be happy joyous and free and uh i think the that is uh that's for me today you know and, and to be happy joyous and free I, I need to be useful and helpful um also um I uh I am very excited about uh this 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 recovery time, this new recovery time that I have. I'm working on day thirteen today and I'm uh, very excited about that. Um also I did a prayer this morning. Uh uh God please help me help me be uh willing to be abstinent and please correct my thinking and my actions. For letting me share.
1: Thank you, Pedro B. Karen K. you're up.
8: Good morning. Uh, my name is Karen Kay, Recovered Compulsive eater from Syracuse, New York, and my credits don't transfer. Uh, this this chap this chapter, this paragraph to me means uh this is what I needed to be doing um anyway in life. Um for me it's uh being in uh recovered and recovery and and my life is is stuff I needed to be accountable for anyway. Um, whether in you know it, it's you know I thought when I first got sober in OA all this new stuff happened and I, you know in my prayer and meditation is like well this is what I was supposed to be doing anyway showing up for life doesn't always have to be someone in OA but just showing up for life. You know whether it's good, bad, ugly. You know whatever it is, and and just being present, and and guiding what my higher power would have me be, and and that's just simple stuff. It could be opening a door for somebody in a store, and and uh, or anything like that. And I I love it when I'm I'm walking in the city and people are looking down, and I say hello, and they smile, and that may be their only human contact for that day. I think sometimes um, this paragraph can be blown way out of proportion, and I need to be, you know, making 25, 10-step uh, 10, 10 calls a day and receiving them and, you know, be a little OA soldier, and that's not what it is for me. It's being loving, kind, and patient towards myself, towards other people, and living in ten, eleven, twelve. 11, um, and, 12. And I'm just so grateful my whole life isn't, you know, always like an OA soldier I, I i'm very grateful for oa i'm very grateful for a vision for you however i am learning to lighten up on myself not my laurels but myself and the people that i work with you know we're all human beings trying to have a spiritual experience just simple thing last night i was i was in liverpool last night and um uh my husband my husband loves this uh italian um sandwiched me and I said, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna surprise him. And he was so happy. I think he was more happy to see the salami than me. But you know, he liked it and I made him happy and it wasn't planned. You know, and it's not my food. I really don't like that. But he does. And he and he happens to be a normie. This little simple stuff. You know, to to show up for life and be loving to myself and to those around me because I cannot transmit something I do not have And if I'm coming across abrasive, rude, and telling people what to do with their food and telling people how they should handle their life, when I barely have a grasp upon it myself, is not doing God's will for me. I need to (laughs) be a loving, kind, patient servant of God. With that, I will pass.
0: Thank you, Karen Kay. Uh, Melissa C., you're up.
9: Hi, good morning, Nancy. Thanks so much for your service this morning. My name is Melissa C. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. I live in New York. And, you know, when I read this, I, I think back to like step three. You know, I made a decision in step three that my life is no longer going to be governed by my wishes and ideas. And it says, like, I've got a new employer. And this paragraph says, okay, great. Now you've got your job description and your job location, right? Go. Be helpful and go any place, so long as you can be helpful. And, you know, what I find is that um, in my morning meditation and prayers, that's what I ask. I ask God, show me who he wants to help. And, And then I found, like, this is a really effective strategy for me. Like, you know, before I'm going anywhere, I put my lipstick on, right? I put on, like, perfume or whatever, and I also set my intention. I ask God, show me. Who am I supposed to help? And, you know, I had um, I had this experience years ago um, where I went to my nephew's wedding in, in Texas. So I traveled to get there. And my nephew and his young wife, um, they're vegetarians, and they were making a vegetarian wedding, these, like, young couple. And it sounds like that would be great. There should be a lot of food for me there. But I knew there wasn't going to be. I knew it was going to be like a pasta fest, and I don't eat that. Um, and I brought my own food, and you know before going there, I did. I asked God like I didn't want to drink because I knew um if I drink, I eat right So what happened was I found myself you know face to face online um I was getting a club soda, and there I am with this young man right next to me, and he's in his early twenties, and it turns out he's my nephew's cousin from the other side of the family, hadn't seen him since he was a baby. Um, and I ordered like my seltzer, right? And and he said to me, this young guy looks at me and says, You don't drink? And I said, No and he said, Oh and he whispers under his breath, This is my first sober event. I, I just got out of rehab. I don't he's like, How do you do these things sober? And I was like, Oh my god, here I am. I'm, this is exactly what I'm supposed to help. And, you know, I I wound up talking to this young man, and I told him how I do these things sober. I told him this trick. Before I go, I ask God, show me who I'm supposed to help. And guess what? I think it's you tonight. And, you know, that's the way that I go through things. And if I go through those things like that, I don't want to eat. I actually don't want to eat. I actually care more about showing up. You know, in a wedding, what's my job to be? to be like a gracious guest, to dance, to smile, have a good time, and leave the food alone. Um, thanks. With that, I'll pass.
0: Thank you, Melissa. Perfect timing. Um, Eileen, and in, please give your um, state and your last initial.
10: Sure. Good morning, Nancy. Thanks for serving. Um, I'm Eileen D., as in David, from the the state of Maryland. Um, good morning, fellows. I love this paragraph. Uh, it, it's to me, the journey of <laughs> compulsive overeating is also to me like a journey of faith. And this paragraph is, the pun intended, like the frosting on a cake. It's, it's, it's really to be of usefulness um, to our fellows and to those around us. And that's like completely 180 out from the life I lived when I was in the food I thought I was being useful, I thought I was being helpful, but it was all about me. And so as I've gone through the program and and just been been humbled by the shares and by the folks I've met, um, there's something to be said for some of these words. Like for example, to be maximum helpfulness to others means to be available. And I'm really struck by that. It, it, it also, I, have a, I had a little friend in our church. She was 103 years young. Her name was Mabel. She was literally four feet, four feet ten. And she would tell me, you know, Eileen, what I would do every morning, I would say to God, What do you have for me today, God? And she was useful till the time she passed away. I'm an amazing woman. And yet, you know, I have a program that gives me amazing and strength and hope and so i can kind of take my cue from that sweet lady and from all of you guys that this is where we're at this is this is the journey um and to keep on the fi- fiery line of life you know it's just to show up for me it's show up be present um i just happened to stop by and see my grandsons yesterday, little guys they're really little and mom was trying to get them ready for their little christmas photo and all I did was sweep the floor, leave a meal, and I left. It, it wasn't much, but my daughter called and said, "Mom, the kids love the food. They didn't want to eat mine. And thank you so much." You know, it's the little things. Just, just showing up and moving in and moving out of life is, with abstinence and with the day to day, going to a vision and, and living and talking to folks. Um, life is different. Life
1: in this beautiful first day of December is different. So thanks for letting me share. Thank you, Eileen. Lisa B., you're up next. Good morning. My name is Lisa B., I'm a recovered
11: compulsive overeater in South Carolina. and uh, I was reading this passage with everybody this morning and it says, My job now, now in this moment is to be at the place where I can be of maximum helpfulness. So to be in that place, I have to be connected to my source, God. Um, I pray, you know, that God would help me get out of the way, be less of me and let God come through me and demonstrate, you know, what all that God is. And it would bring glory to this wonderful, loving power, you know, my creator. But I have to do a lot of work to get into that place. Oh, my gosh, because that is so against the grain of who I am. And, um, you know, it says, so never hesitate to go anywhere. I was thinking about being burned, hurt, embarrassed, sometimes as a sponsor, and how I want to retreat. I never want to do that again, you know, and I can't. My very life depends on working with others and how much I continue to learn about myself. And often it's not, there's not always humility. A lot of times it feels humiliating, you know but i continue to learn and let those shadowy places inside of me get exposed to light and then i can go out again you know and a lot of times i want to retreat and go off somewhere and journal letters to god and that's just going to keep me so sick and stuck the answer is to get out of myself not analysis of paralysis you know but do the very opposite and pick up the phone call others how are you what's going on you know how can i be helpful I think about that nine-step promise, you know, versus the bedevilments. You know, that was so much of the pain for me, not knowing how to be useful because of that bondage of self. And learning to be in that place where I can, where I can be like a tool by my higher power, by God, through these steps that it's a program of subtraction. It's about less, 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 less. You know, I was on a speaker meeting last night, and they talked about the math of our wonderful program, it's not a program of addition, you know, it's a program of subtraction. And, um, you know, often I do need to really throw myself into working with other compulsive overeaters and alcoholics, not just my family members and the community. Um, that's just sometimes what I need to do. And other times it is more with my family and my community. Um, but I, I just uh, love working with newcomers and God is learning. God, I'm learning to let God use me. And ask God to help me set aside all these preconceived ideas I have of others and myself. I have a lot of judgments and prejudices that I don't even know are there until there it is right in front of me. And I stumble right on it. And and it's uh, not graceful, but it's an opportunity, you know, to be useful and to be healed and to continue to be used. So I pass.
0: I'm glad to be here.
11: Thanks,
1: everybody.
0: Thank you, Lisa B. Leslie M., you're up.
1: Thank you, Nancy P. For your service this morning. My name is
12: Leslie M. I'm a compulsive overeater of the hopeless variety, and it says your job is now to be a place where you may be of maximum helpful to, uh, helpfulness to others. So never have, hesitate to go anywhere if you can be helpful. So I'm, I'm hoping that what I'm going to say this morning is going to be helpful to someone else. And it's a, it's really a position that I uh, that I hope that I would never be in. Um, but I broke my abstinence yesterday, um, and uh, you know it just uh, you know and and being the compulsive overeater that I am, you know uh when I realized it after the fact i I thought, well, I just won't talk about it, um and I know that you know when I started this journey just about four years ago i the first gift that my higher power gave me was honesty, and uh so I knew that if i if I'm not going to be honest about this um that I'm going to you know I'm gonna be just back where I started, you know, so that's that's the only gift. That's the only way I can be helpful to anyone today is just to be honest. Um, that I am I'm not a recovered compulsive overeater at this point and uh, you know, that I know that I, I need to start over for whatever the reason. And um and with that I pass. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Leslie M. Katie G, you're up.
13: Good morning, Nancy. Good morning, everyone. This is Katie G from Boston. Um, Yeah, the most sorted spot on earth, you know, with all due respect, um, sometimes that can be an Overeaters Anonymous meeting. Um, It's not always that I'm going to a place that's hard for me about my food. Um, And to be on the firing lines, well, that means I'm open to criticism. And if you've been on this line for a few 24 hours, I'm sure you've had criticism um, in your mind. And um, I guess for me, if my motive is to be helpful, um, I know that God will keep me unharmed. There are differing interpretations of this big book, Alcoholics Anonymous, and you know that. You know there's no vision for you way of studying this textbook. There's no vision for you sponsor. There's no vision for you program. But we all come here and we study the book and we are very passionate about what works for us. So I can tell you that what works for me, what keeps me entirely clean is what the doctor says. The only relief I have to suggest is entire abstinence from the foods, ingredients, and behaviors that I've tried to control. And then I use the treasure map as outlined in this big book, Alcoholics Anonymous, to find the treasure. And the treasure is a relationship with God. And if you're on this line and you're someone and you ate yesterday and your sponsor says you don't have to go back to step one, that's between you and God. That's fine. I have no problem. But I will stay on the firing lines and I will not move, God willing, from the firing lines and say, if when I ate, if when I picked up the food, if a sponsor said to me, you know what, stay on step nine, that would kill me. And that might keep me on the firing lines today and that's okay because god's going to keep me unharmed and most importantly let me be helpful so on thanksgiving when my 52 year old alcoholic brother who is sicker god willing i mean he's sicker god help him than bill and bob wants to come over and all i can think about is myself my feelings my wants my desires for him to back off well Why don't I welcome him into my home, right? Who would God have me be? What is being on the firing line? He may come into my house. He may criticize me. But can I open? Does God want me to open my house to him? Does God want to teach me to be kind, patient, tolerant, and loving? Being on the firing lines means I'm not in charge of the outcome. You may call me for some experience, strength, and hope. And we may have a discussion and agree to disagree. But that's okay because I have my experience that works that's bringing me to God today. Thanks be to God and you have yours and we can continue to trudge together one day at a time. And with that, I do pass. Thank
1: you, Katie G. Chris M., you're up. Oh, hi. It's Chris M. I'm from Ontario, Canada.
14: Uh, Thanks so much for your service today. so two lines that really stood out for me is, uh, your job is now to be at the place where you may be of maximum helpfulness to others, and then uh, keep on the firing line of life with these motives, and God will keep you unharmed. So lately, I've been very stuck in myself. Um, getting back to basics has really helped working my program, uh, you know, reaching out to others, stop not isolating. And I've been abstinent with food and food behaviors, but my compulsive uh, nature has sort of gone into other things and my ego and my self-will has, uh, you know, taken over and it's taken me uh, some time to be able to recognize that um, and see that and uh, SEP10s are helping me with that and my higher power is helping me with that. So this message is really clear to me, Um that my job, you know, is to be of maximum helpfulness to others. And I can only do that when I get out of myself, you know, and, and, and the fears and the, um, you know, security is a huge issue with me feeling secure, feeling safe, you know, fear is a huge defect. So, um, you know, this really speaks to me and I feel like it's my higher power saying, you know, Hey, Chris, you know, keep on the firing line of life with these motives and God will keep you unharmed. You know, I don't need to be fearful. I can trust in my higher power, you know, keep my motives about being helpful to others, maximum helpfulness, not just helpful, but maximum helpfulness. And I can do that by asking every day how I can be helpful to others. Um, so that's really all I, I have to say, and I'm just grateful to be here, and grateful for all of you. Uh, thanks for being here.
0: Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Chris. Um, um, <clears throat> I'm going <clears> to <throat> excuse me. I'm going to take more names. I already have Reva P. Who else would like to share for the next round? Kelly P. 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 Kelly P. R. Nessa R. Nessa. Nessa.
1: Aaron K. Christina B. Christina B. Can take one, one or two more. Devora S.
0: Devora S. Toby K. And Toby K. great. All right, Sarah. Uh, if we have time, Sarah, it doesn't. Okay, all right, Reva P, you're up. Go right ahead. Good morning. This is Reva
15: P, grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater from Toronto. Um, what strikes me in this paragraph is, you know, we're. Um, Talking about aspects of step 12 and it doesn't say that when I get to the end of the steps um, You know now that you're abstinent and sober Just go have fun Um, see ya (laughs) It's constantly talking in all of these paragraphs about being helpful and focusing on others because once I've had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps I try to carry the message and then infiltrate these principles and apply them to all my affairs. Um, And what struck me this morning the most was the word hesitate, you know, to pause or be reluctant to do something. And when I'm agitated or doubtful, I'm supposed to pause. Um, But when I can be helpful, like to me, it almost uh, gives me a sense of my higher power, giving me a nudge from behind. Like, yes, I can go to all these events and have neutrality with the food. Yes, there are times when I'm spiritually fit. I can go into places like bakeries and what have you. But even more, like it's like this nudge from behind, that's not enough. I want you to go one step further, Riva, always focusing on others. Um, So don't hesitate. This is not a time to be reluctant. Go, do, focus on others. And my job is now. So in this moment, and as other people have shared, it's in the big things and also in the small things. Like I do remember the first wedding I attended. I was really, really fearful, and I was told to read these pages. Um, and it was so helpful to focus on how could I be helpful to the bride and groom, how could I be helpful to anyone who was there who just needed a kind word or who was sitting alone and had nobody to talk to. Um, But, you know, small things, washing dishes, how can I be helpful, focusing on not just doing what I'm doing, but serving my higher powers, serving others. Um, And they can be really small daily things as long as I'm focused on others. Um, The other thing that strikes me is God will keep me unharmed. And that reminds me like in step 10, and I think 10, 11, 12 are all interwoven. You know, I'm in a position of neutrality safe, safe and protected and here again safe and unharmed and it's not just being unharmed because the foods not calling it's being unharmed because if I'm spiritually fit I'm not into jealousy comparing anger fear that's unharmed that's real neutrality Um, and it doesn't happen all the time and it is a ton of work to be in those positions but that's the ultimate goal um and with
0: Just that reminder. I talk- oh. Thank you, Reva P. Perfect timing. Um,
16: Kelly B, you're up. Hi, this is Kelly G as in Girl, and I'm in Florida, a compulsive overeater. I'm really grateful to be on this meeting and to share. I haven't shared in a while, but I felt moved to share about being helpful. You know, sometimes I'm not through the steps right now. And sometimes I just wonder, you know, I'm working from home. I'm home most of my day. And yes, I make calls. I take calls. But I want to even be more helpful. So yesterday in my prayer, I asked God, please show me who I can help today. And yesterday, I I work in the cruise. I work for a cruise line. So I make reservations for guests. And um, one of the guests, called me yesterday and says, can you please make note on my reservation in the dining room? I have very severe allergies to sugar and flour. And normally, I mean, in my system, we have buttons for gluten allergies, peanut allergies, but there is no button for sugar and flour allergy. And my, my antennas went up because I was like, that is my person. And so I'm on my work call, it's a recorded line, but I don't even care. And I said, you know, sugar and flour, huh? I said, so am I. She's like, oh, really? And I go, yeah. I said, I'm in OA. And she was like, really? And I said, yeah. And uh, she was like, well, I left program about three months ago. And I said, really? I said, can I ask Why? And she was telling me just certain specific things that's not in the big book, but just some requirements that she she was given that she felt like just wasn't conducive to her life. And I gave her some of the meetings that I go to and she said she'd go to them and give them a try. And um, it was just really special because it was kind of unexpected and I look for God in so many different ways in my day. And sometimes it's not screaming at me the way I want it to, you know, I want the arrows. I want a text message saying, Kelly, go left. There's a person that needs you. And just, you know, throughout my day, being absent and being clear, being alert and wanting to do God's will and his work, I was able to share with her. And perhaps I could lead her and guide her back to the rooms and, and keep an open mind and have a new experience um and I think her cruise is in December but I just yeah it's so cool to know it's so cool to be able to you know point out like who's who's my sister who's part of this family who has this deal. Um so I was I was really grateful to be helpful to her and you know that is is truly what keeps me out of my head you know because self-centeredness selfishness that is the root of my troubles every single day how am I going to get my needs met today? And that keeps me so sick. So I'm really grateful for opportunities to be helpful and I constantly seek them out. And you, um I hope this share helps somebody. So thanks for letting me share.
0: Thank you, Kelly G. Judith S P, Europe.
17: Good morning. Thank you, Nancy, for your service and everyone share thus far. My name is Judith S. P from Maryland, recovered and grateful to be here again. Um, There's so many thoughts going on in my mind, both from my current life and my past life. Um, I remember being a little girl in uh, Brooklyn and driving over the bridge through the Bowery. And uh, for some reason, as I looked out the window in the back seat of the car, I would always see mostly men. I don't know if I ever saw a woman uh, in alleyways and actually on the street, and, you know, they were alcoholics. And my heart went out to them, even as a small little girl, um, yet I never thought I would be able to do anything and never thought I could help because I'm just a little girl. But fast forward um, to where I'm now, am at now, um, every morning, uh, a little part of my morning, uh, reach out to God is, uh, you are my employer, I am your employee, and uh, here we go, I've got my job, I've got my job description, I've known what it is, but it's so beautiful to see it in black and white, that my job now is not to be the director not to be the um, producer, not to be behind the scenes doing all the scenery and everything all over the guggly-goop stage. My job is very specific, to be of maximum helpfulness to others. How can I be of maximum helpfulness? By being spiritually fit, by unblocking myself, by staying connected to God, pausing and finding out who, where, what, when, why direction do you want me to go. And I'm also aware in step 10 when they talk about the stream of life, real life. Am I in the stream of life? Am I being loving and kind to other people? Well, now I'm being, being suggested. It's being suggested to me. You know, keep on the firing line. Oof, that could be kind of dangerous. But if I trust in God, and it's not just firing line for me of places. I could be with someone and be in the firing line of emotional upheaval. And how am I going to stay grounded? I'm going to stay close to my God, work my program every day, stay in steps 10, 11, and 12, and know that I'm at the point – because I'm recovered and abstinent. Just reminder. That my reminder. Jo- Thank you. That my job now is to be of maximum service, whatever that means, to my fellows and all those that I come across in my day. Thank you, and have a great day, everyone.
0: Thank you, Judith SP. Nessa R., Europe.
18: Thank you. Good morning, Vision for You. This is Nessa R. I am a recovered compulsive overeater in Toronto, Canada, and uh, this past Monday, I uh, reached a, a big milestone: 10 years of freedom from the food obsession and the bondage of self, which began um, in the first day of on the first day of Hanukkah in 2011. And it's a time when there's so many yummy foods and abundance of yummy foods for eight straight days, and so I'm I'm so grateful. I couldn't have gotten to this point. You know, without being carrying being carried by by God through the work of the top steps working entire abstinence, and you know this freedom of of bondage of self and put obsession this is um what enables me to be of maximum help help helpfulness because you know maximum help helpfulness um, involves self sacrifice and and the big book talks a lot about self sacrifice like um You know, uh, in this chapter on page 93, it says, To be vital, faith must be accompanied by self-sacrifice and unselfish constructive action. And in Bill's story, it says, um, For if an alcoholic failed to perfect and enlarge his spiritual life to work in self-sacrifice for others, he could not survive the certain trials or or low spots ahead. And self-sacrifice, what am I sacrificing? I'm sacrificing myself, my little plans and designs. You know, what I want to do, you know, how I want my schedule to go, um, you know, helping people when it's not co- so convenient and that, you know, it means things like, you know, running errands and going food shopping for a friend who's, you know, isolating with COVID or you know cooking for a new mother even though i'm already you know cooking for 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 you know 20 guests at my at my dinner table but sometimes that also involves going to sorted places like going to the bakery to buy donuts for my family or you know going to a chinese buffet because my husband enjoys them even though um i don't partake in any of those things and what enables me to do that is that freedom that has been granted me um, on a day by day basis based on the maintenance on a, of a fit spiritual condition, by the working of these steps, ten years ago, I wouldn't even have dreamed of a year like this or a five years like that. It was impossible. Um, you know, and I also didn't realize how much joy and contentment this self sacrifice um, and being of service to others would bring me. You know, when I thought that my happiness derived from, you know, getting what I want, things turning out the way I want, you know, which never got me anything, but unhappiness. Thank you. Um, I just love this way of life, and I wouldn't be here today without uh, the transformation that was achieved through the 12 steps in abstinence, and with that,
5: I pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Nessa.
5: Erin Kay, you're up. Hey everybody, this is Erin Kay, recovered compulsive overeater in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Um, The word sorted spot stuck out today and sorted means dirty or squalid, but there's also this other definition involving a noble actions and motives, arousing moral distaste and contempt. And it's funny because the first thing that popped into my head is, is not like a back alley somewhere, but you know, sorted spots, I think about those rough emotional spaces we can get into, you know, doing outreach with the unlovely creatures that are still in their cups. And, um, you know, I think about like, how can I absorb that it's because I I was willing to wade into the sordid spot within myself and clean all that out with, you know, the help of my higher power and my sponsor. You know, it's like I, I feel like I've I've already been to the most sorted spot, so nothing, nothing can scare me. And you know, sometimes I do feel like when I'm on the phone with people, this moral distaste does rise up. Sometimes I feel judgment rising up when someone is mired in self pity, and then I you know I think about myself and how long I was in that sorted space, and usually what I what I say to them in a pause is, you know, how can I be helpful to you today? And that just kind of steers, you know, it lifts that judgment out of me. It, it, I think it steers the other person into thinking about, hmm, how, how can you help me today? And the other, the other thing that popped out was that firing line of life. And, I mean, to me that just, that means being willing to take risks, even when it's scary, being vulnerable and telling the truth. And I really appreciate everyone who is doing that this morning on the line. So with that, I'll pass. Thanks.
0: Thank you, Erin. Christina B., you're
6: up. Good, good morning. Thank you for your service and letting me share. My name is Christina B. I'm from New York, and I'm a recovering compulsive reader. And and um, just wanted to uh, the idea of being helpful um, I had a uh, our first child a couple of months ago and um and I uh, think to myself that my job right now to be helpful is to be as present and available um to this little girl um, and I'm so grateful for um finding this program because um I don't think that before um I started the program I I could have been um as present and available to another person as as I need to be for her. Um, so uh I'm very grateful for that. Um and with that I'll I'll pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Christina V. Devorah S, Europe.
1: Hey, good morning, and thank you, Nancy, and everyone on this line that makes this meeting possible.
19: <clears throat> My name is Deborah S. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from New Jersey, and your job, wow, that's the big worst job. You know, we all know what jobs are. We, you know, it's our responsibility to go to work. We, we have a responsibility to carry out things at work, right? And so now we have a responsibility over here. It's our job to be of maximum service to others, right? Before that, you know, if it was good for me, then I did it and and whatever. But now I'm told that once I'm here at this point, I'm sponsoring. I need to be there um, for other people here in the program and also for others outside of the program. So how am I being helpful to people in my family? How am I being helpful to my outside of my household, To, to strangers I see in the street, to people who come into my office? Am I? Am I? You know, giving them an eye. Am I giving them? You know, am I? Am I not smiling? Am I being respectful? Are they? You know, are they bothering me, or am I being there to be of service? You know, and 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 if I'm the first person people see when I walk in, when they walk into the building at my school because I'm in the front office over there. And you know, so what's what, what's my face look like? Um, that's being of service. Um, Am I on the telephone, or am I aware of people around me and available to help? You know Am I looking down on my, my phone, or am I, am I a present to the people around me? And you know and it goes further, like when I walk into my kids' homes, and I have children who live nearby, um, and the first reaction is like, let me get that broom, and let me start you know sweeping off because they have large families, my, my uh, thank you God, I have beautiful grandchildren and and they're young, and, you know, in my head, it's useful, it's helpful for me, like, let me just get the house in order, so my, it will be cleaner, and neater, and I'll feel better, but the truth of the matter is, you know, that's not what my children want, my children want, I should come, and I should be available for my grandchildren, and play with them, and talk to them, and, and just enjoy being there, and not try to, to, clean up and sweep the floor and put the toys away and, and that's, you know, and taking over, that's not being serviced, but, you know, just to enjoy. And that's what I need to remember here. And, and um, you know, with my outside people in program, you know, picking on the phone and taking a 10 step from someone and being of service to people, you know, making, getting outreach calls and being available. You know, I love that. It's great. But the real test is when outside, like, how am I being, you know, in life with people on a day-to-day basis? And, you know, that's, I think that's where the rubber really wreaks the road here because, you know, we have to go beyond program and into
1: every. We lost you, Devorah, but your time is up. Thank you so much. Thank you, Devorah. Toby Kay, you're up. Can you hear me okay?
20: Yes, I can. Okay, hi. Toby Kay from uh, New York, right now in Florida. And um, I don't know, I'm kind of jealous. Um, I'm in uh, the program a long time. Um, Many times I don't feel recovered. I'm eating, um, standing up, and then I how much did I eat, and i have take off an ounce, and blah, 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 and I have all these head games. And I'm thinking, how could I be helpful to others? But my head is so um, full of junk uh, and uh, self-talk that um, it, it clouds my brain. Um, and I know I am kind of um, closed, closed in my house, and, um, isolated, and, um, and the icing on the cake, so to speak, um, is that, um, I felt very rejected by my husband, and I, I was always trying to be so useful and helpful, and I, I, I didn't know, I, I was in shock, so, um, anyway, um, I don't want to be a downer but uh but I hope I could be honest I'm in a lot of pain and um anyway I hope to get out of out of the pain get out of myself and help others and be most of all uh useful to God and to heal myself. Thank you I pass.
0: Thank you Toby K. Um we have about 30 seconds, Sarah, if you want to say one quick thing. If not, um, we'll just close a little uh, a minute or so early. Oh, never mind.
3: It's 7.55. Yeah, this is Sarah. I can do
5: okay, 30 quickly. seconds. Okay, quickly. I All just right. quickly
6: wanted to say we're talking about motives and being helpful, and the best thing I got out a program is sometimes people don't need my help. And to take a step back, especially now with holidays, like I always want to be there and just like why aren't people taking my help? And I realize it's not about it's about the motive, and it's just about how I can just just be present and just be there, and that's helping us. things that, I pass.
0: Thank you, Sarah. Okay, so um, Sarah is our last share. Thank you to everyone who shared. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. Share ID for today, Wednesday, December first, is eighteen thousand one hundred sixty-nine. That's one eight one.
1: Moderator, star one, please. You're muted.
0: Sorry about that. I was happily reading away. Um, I'll just start over. Thank you to everyone who shared. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. The share ID for Wednesday, December 1st, is 18,169. That's 18169. We will now close with the reading from the Big Book on page 164, followed by the Serenity Prayer. I'm going to ask Roz G to begin reading. Roz, thank you. This is Roz G,
21: recovered compulsive overeater. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we only know a little.